welcome to another exciting episode of Shading the Culture. I am Sophia. And I'm Joe. And this is your girl, Navarine. Thank you for joining us. How's everyone doing this week? I oh, am, I am doing, doing great. Wonderful, actually. Yes, me too. This week has been quite relaxing. So... Great. Oh, you guys, by Great the way, this is our year. first episode of 2020. How exciting yeah. is that? Yeah. Welcome, you guys, we're 2020. Like six, seven ep- right? We're like six, seven episodes in, right? Am I yeah. Yep. Yes, we So, anyways, uh, Joe, what do you have for us today for Black okay. Excellence? Okay, so for Black Excellence on today, um, so... Like, well, I will say both people are excellent, but obviously, like, the person who is actually did something really amazing is not um, Black. Um, There is a woman in, um, I believe, Atlanta, Georgia. Her name is Latanya Young, and she's a hairstylist by day and an Uber driver by night. Um, So this is an article that I got off of um, CNN. Um, Mm -hmm. So... A few days ago, she went, while she was Ubering, she went to go pick up um, someone from Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And um, the person that she picked up was a man, sorry, is a man named Kevin Esch. And, you know, like in her picking him up, because like, I don't know if you guys have ever done Uber, but you like, you know, like if you feel up to it, you converse with the driver. And I guess she was telling him right. about her situation. So, um she dropped out of high school when she was 16 to raise her first child. And um, now she had to drop out of college because she had a $700 balance at Georgia State University and she couldn't afford to pay it off. So she couldn't um, continue with her classes. And guess what? Lo and behold, Kevin Esch actually paid the balance for her. So now she's actually going to be able to register for classes and continue like in earning her associate's degree in criminal justice. So I, I read that and I thought that it was actually like pretty amazing because, um, listen, listen, well, first of all, like, I mean, I just want to take a jab at Georgia State University, like really for $700, like you would not, (laughs) right? but like with all the money that you guys are getting from like probably everyone else at that school, like, but anyways, like that's neither here nor there, but I just think like, it's really amazing. And I think that this just also shows like the power of like, speaking up and saying things right because like imagine she'd never had that conversation with him and she didn't say that to him then this would never have happened so you like you never know who's listening or anything like that you know right that is so good that is really wonderful so i guess we can get to the mess um i'll start out by saying i woke up two days ago and I you know I took a little game with <coughs> the shade room because I visit the shade room every now and again and basically black twitter was exploding <laughs> exploded <laughs> and I was looking at all these memes talking about world war three <coughs> world war three and I'm like world war three what the heck is going on like I have I literally unplugged the whole week and when I saw that I was so confused so basically the background story is that um Trump or ordering a strike to a top Iran general his name is oh, I don't want to 
Kwasim Soleimani. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yes, he ordered a strike, and now there are talks of uh, retaliation as far as on Iran's side of things. So, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that? What are your thoughts on that? Twitter was, <laughs> Twitter was funny, but in all seriousness, this is kind of like, this is scary. It is. It is, actually. Like, I mean, obviously, there's two sides, because, like, obviously, there's so many um, memes and gifts around that are clearly, like, hilarious, talking about, like, World War Three, and it's trending for sure. But then I'm like, on the other more serious note is, um, you know, like, sometimes I'm a little bit surprised at how um, unaffected I am, like, by like, a lot of things, right? Like, and when I say unaffected, like, I'm saying, like, I don't think about it, like, readily. And I think like, part of Mm -hmm. that is just the, like, the privilege of being in a first world country, and not necessarily ever having, like, a war fought like on our soil like since the you know the civil war and you know like things like that so um it's like it's disturbing but at the same time not really surprising because I really do believe that you know the current um administration in the White House is obviously very unstable and so I'm like I guess like I'm not really surprised like i I'm not batting an eye, but at the same time, it makes me a little bit weary, you know, like, like a worried, um, but like not a constant worry, but just kind of, I mean, I don't really feel like there's anything I can do about it. So, right. I, I mean, I feel the same way. I don't believe it or not. I don't believe that it's actually going to happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a skeptic, but I just, well, if you are I being a skeptic, maybe. this is the perfect huh? time to be skeptical. I said, if you are being a skeptic, this is the perfect time to be skeptical, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I'm skeptical. <laughs> like, I'm just skeptical. Like, you know, I just think that a lot of, like, especially during Trump's administration, there has been a lot of um, hyperbolic statements. And when I say hyperbolic statements, people are talking about um, abortion laws and things like that. Um, that have been passing but are clearly unconstitutional and it just it made me want to just unplug from it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe that's not maybe that's not necessarily a good thing but I just think I can't be on like a, like high alert like I'm we're gonna die tomorrow all the time like I just can't be on that so mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. hoping that it doesn't end in a war I'm just going to hope. I really don't believe that's going to happen, but we'll have mm-hmm. to see. We'll have to see on that. Yeah, no, I think, like, what you're saying is definitely true, right? Like, if we all, like, became highly anxious every single time Trump said something, um, then probably mm-hmm. I think that, I don't know, I probably would have had a heart attack, like, multiple by now. I'd actually probably just be dead at this point. Right. Because it's been a long right. four years. A long, 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 well, almost four years. It's but whatever anyways yeah Mm -hmm. so I mean you know like I'm like you know I guess like where black twitter is trying to find the humor in our current states and and I loved it I loved it I loved the the comedy it was so freaking funny (laughs) oh man we sure do know how to make light in hard times you know Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So I feel like I need yeah. to get better at being on Twitter because I do have a Twitter, but I'm definitely not active on it. So usually if I'm seeing anything from two, um, Twitter, I usually end up seeing it way later, you know, like on Instagram or something. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we'll just have to monitor what's going to happen um, in the coming week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so time period. Yes. Well, anyways, our topic of discussion today is um, forgiveness. And I know I sound super chipper saying forgiveness, but we all know that forgiveness is not the easiest thing in the world to do. So um, I think obviously we can start with a definition of forgiveness, which, um, by the way, I looked up forgiveness online and um, (laughs) the definition is so like I'll just read it but it's um oh this is actually more interesting I actually like the Wikipedia version way better so it says forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offense let's go let's go of negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance and with an increased ability to wish the offender well Mm. Wow, that is such a hard thing, you know. Like mm-hmm. listening to the definition is like literally wishing the person who's done you harm well. Because I think nowadays most of the time people say, "Oh, well, oh, you just don't exist for me." <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily wishing well-being. You know what I mean? I think there needs to be like a, all right, that happened. And I think doing it the way of like, oh, you don't exist, that's more an avoidance. Well, yeah, you know. Instead of actually, go ahead. So um, actually, I was going to, so like going along with like your train of thought, and I'm thinking specifically like this time period that we're in, like New Year's, right? We often see a lot of people on Facebook or Instagram constantly like posting those memes that said like, if you've offended me, you know, I'm cutting you off or, you know, um, all those people who hurt me, if I'm not talking to you, I'm cutting you off. Like, you know, and it's just, it's usually, um, I think obviously like that's a very passive aggressive way of like handling a situation, but in our culture, like in current, like, um, era that we're in, the idea of cutting off just seems like the, the easiest, most, I guess, effective way to respond to someone that has offended you is I'm cutting you off the end you you know what I mean yeah and you know what it's a lot easier to say that especially if it's someone who is like a friend (laughs) okay I'm not talking to you again like we're not we don't you know it's a lot easier to do that but when it's like family or people who have been connected to you for so long it's a lot harder to do it's definitely a lot harder to do um, you know, but I don't, so yeah, I think when you say like dealing with family is definitely like much more difficult, um, than friendship, but like, you know, when people do the whole cutting off thing, like, I don't think they necessarily, you know, declare it to the person. You know what I mean? I think like, even in handling that kind of situation, I feel people tend to use the easy way out. Right. So you don't tell the person you're cutting them off. You just kind of fall back. You ghost. Yeah, you ghost ghost ghost. the person. Yes, you ghost them, right? And the reason why it's more difficult to do that with family is because 
you usually end up seeing family again, right? Yeah, holidays, (laughs) you know, family events. You're going to you're going to run into them funerals. (laughs) Like that's that's that happens. Um, I definitely had a situation like that (laughs) where Uh I hadn't spoken to you know these specific part of my family in like years, and I was so angry with them because I had like a higher expectation from them as far as their treatment of me and when I saw them at my grandfather's funeral it was like almost a rush of feelings like I was angry I was hurt I was sad that things weren't how they used to be before and I said to myself, wow, it's been so long. And I'm thinking that I did forgive them, but in actuality, I didn't. I didn't because I never addressed, like for me, in order for me to forgive, like I have to address what happened Mm, to the person. That is true. That is true. Well, when you, like, when you say you have to address that, like, you know, what do you think, um, like, like, I guess, like, what's the thought process behind I need to address it? Because the thought process is I need to let you know that you hurt me and that you have wronged me. And um, I have questions as to what happened there, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I need to address that, because in my mind, like, I'm just going to say tell what happened so in this particular situation these are like my cousins (laughs) (laughs) it is like whatever it's the truth Uh you know I had a few important events happen in my life and what ended up happening was like for my wedding for example they didn't, the people I expected to show up, the people that I grew up and spent my whole life with, they didn't show up. And I was so confused by that. Um, I wasn't sure what that was all about. And then I also heard a few, you know, gossiping, you know, little chatterings around, you know, from one person to the other that gets back to me. And I was just so confused as to why it was, it was like that. And I was angry because it kind of ruined, almost like put a damper on the moment for me. Even though in actuality, it's probably best that they weren't there. Because maybe they would have brought that that energy to my wedding, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, finally, you know, when the time came and, you know, my, my grandfather passed, I ran into them again. It was just like this weird energy at least on my end I don't know if it's like I think my family does have this tendency to just brush things under the rug Mm -hmm. and you know I'm not that way so when I did see them I had like all those rush of emotions Mm -hmm. um and I remember my my cousin like she's getting married and Mm -hmm. she had called me and she had asked me to if I would come to her wedding. And that was the opportunity I chose to ha- actually talk to her about it. I chose the opportunity to talk to her, like, what happened? Like, we, we haven't been, clearly, our, you know, our two families haven't been on the same page for, like, a minute. 
And so, like, we got to address the elephant in the room or the, the bull in the china shop. Like, I'm not, you know. And so we talked about it. And, you know, it went well. And, you know, that was, I think it was necessary for me to gain some understanding as far as, like, what was what was going on and what is that all about? Because my expectation was for you guys to be there for me. I wasn't expecting that type of energy, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, specific um, situations that I've had where I've had to you know, forgive um, people. And I'm like, obviously, like, there's the minor things where like, you know, people hurt your feelings, or, you know, like, what not kind of situation. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like, for me, so you know how for you, you need them to, you need to let them know that they hurt your feelings. Um, you mm-hmm. obviously, because we've known each other for years, you obviously know that, like, I'm of a different mindset. Because I honestly believe that most of the time, um, you know, like if you know someone well enough, like I think that, you know, when you've done something to or like at least the younger version of me and by younger version, I mean, like maybe uh, Josephine 1.0 when I was in college Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever, really kind of just believe that, like, you know, when you do certain things, you know, if it's because I'm like, okay, so like usually strangers don't really offend me, right? Like, or they don't right. um, hurt my feelings because it's like, I don't know you. So there's, I mean, <laughs> there's not much you could do. Yeah. To, like, you know, yeah, it's right. like, it's like, okay, yeah. all right, bruh, I'm good. Like, you know, whatever. However, you know, the people that are closer to you, those are the ones that mm-hmm. you have to really work on forgiveness with. And I remember like, you know, just being 1.0 when I was younger in college didn't have conversations with people about what it is that they did. I would just cut you off. I would just stop talking. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, whoever, like, just because, and you know this, Navarlene, because I feel like everyone who's been really good friends with me when I was in college at one point or the other ended up, like, on the wrong side of me. And I would just, like, right. ignore you for, like, a couple <laughs> weeks and then, like, right. come back around and just kind of, you know, act like nothing had happened and that was just my MO and you know now that you know obviously fast forward like eight nine years later and I think about it and I realized that maybe I didn't do justice to those relationships that I had right in the sense that I think that part of sometimes developing that stronger bond that stronger relationship is um going through those hardships but also when the forgiveness aspect does come into it it makes the relationship much stronger right so you know and then sometimes you know believe it or not um Mm -hmm. people don't know that they're offending you to the extent that they're offending you Mm, girl sometimes they do maybe i'm just like one of those people who do because you like to you like to think the best of everyone whereas me I'm just like mm, I don't know you know what I mean because some mm-hmm. things is just like how like how can you not know you know well um, so for me I just think you know like um for me personally like something that I've noticed is um like that's more like being self-aware right so for me I right. know that the times that I get the most offended where like I make a bad assumption about 
other people is when I'm thinking of things in the context of um, kind of like, I wouldn't do it that way. So there's no way that they don't know that they shouldn't do it that way. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because so recently yeah. a friend of mine and I got into like an argument and part of the argument was because um, she'd invited me to a party. Right. And mm-hmm. I went to the party with another friend of mine. And when I went to the party, I stayed at the party for like about an hour. And um, after about an hour, I went up to her and I said, hey, we're going to leave because I'm going to go to, you know, um, my boyfriend's sister's party we're just gonna drop by there and so when I left I felt like her energy was a little bit off but um but she confirmed it was off because when I left the party Mm -hmm. she sent me a text message letting me know that she was feeling some type of way and I just remember when I got the text message I was like I was irritated at first right because I was kind of like yo like I don't like I don't understand I was like I literally did what you wanted me to do you invited me to a party and I came to the party and now I feel like you're upset with me when I don't understand what it is that I did wrong and I realized that you know for for me myself and I I was looking at things just from my perspective right in the sense of like if I'd invited someone else to like my party and they were like hey girl you know I really want to come to your party so I'm going to come by for an hour and then they're like oh but I have to go somewhere else afterwards you know it wouldn't necessarily like you know hurt my feelings or you know um rub me the wrong way but for my friend like from her perspective that was something messed up for me to do. And I feel like I had to get past my ego to have a conversation with her for me to finally see where she was coming from. And it wasn't even just like specific to that situation. Like recently I'd been being flaky. And so this was just like the Mm -hmm. cherry on the top of the situation. Whereas like for me, I'm looking at it like, girl, you invited me to a party. I came, we're good. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and so, you know, yeah. So I think like, you know, part of just kind of um, like, like with that is realizing that, you know, there's more than one perspective. And if you care about someone, you're going to consider their perspective. Yes, you will. You definitely will. And perspective is important because, I mean, when I had the conversation with my cousin, she did give me some perspective as far as, like, what was going on on that side. Because when things were going, like, were happening in that time, there really wasn't any communication between my family and her family. And, um... I still feel regardless of all of that, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be there, period. Like, mm-hmm. no question. Because we, we grew up together. Your mother raised, like, was, like, raised my mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, her, the biggest, the big sister and the little sister. And I expect you to be there. And there is literally no excuse. Yes, I may have probably moved in a way that didn't rub you the right way but I do believe that you know certain things just like no 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 I I don't even think perspective can like getting that perspective changed it for me it didn't change how I felt as far as 
how I felt I was wronged in the situation, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you Um, know, getting that perspective isn't necessarily going to change, but I think it's just always good to, you know, consider it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and and sometimes it does help. Sometimes it does help, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as reaching a point of where, okay, um, here's what happened, like, as far as an explanation as to what was going on in that person's head, in their mind. And I think for me, I think the, diff- the, the pro like for me and my process of forgiveness, I need to have that conversation again to gain perspective and also to let my feelings out. But I don't know. I think sometimes a conversation isn't enough. What more do you I think, think is necessary? I think, I think for me, what the hardest part was, um, was realizing that maybe our relationship isn't as deep as I thought it was. Mm. Mm. Right? Because sometimes someone does something to you and then you're like, oh, wow, I guess we're not on, <laughs> we're not mm. on that level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes you become angry because, and it's painful when you re- that realization is painful, you become angry at that person because you feel like that person deceived you mm-hmm. in some way. And so that whole process of like kind of disconnecting the idea of how this person was going to be in your life moving forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had this idea of how these people would be a part of my life. And I think what was what made it so hard for me to forgive them was I had to um, basically remove that idea out of my head. And it was very painful for me to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Because it's like, Sounds like a humbling process. It, it it really is. It it really is, man. There's a there's some certain I think it depends on the situation. There's pain that's associated with forgiving someone. You have to process that pain. For me, I feel like I had to process that pain in order to like get to a point of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um so like, you know, like while we're like, as we're talking about like what that forgiveness of others kind of looks like, I think like, you know, with you talking about how, um, you know, realizing that you weren't as close to someone as you thought that you were, I feel like that kind of transitions it a little bit more into like self-reflection and a little bit of like forgiving yourself, right? Because, Obviously, that expectation that you had came from within you, and it wasn't necessarily something that that person put into you, right? So can we talk, like, about forgiving yourself? Mm. Like, you know, do you think forgiving yourself looks different than it does with, you know, forgiving someone else? Like, is one more difficult than the other? Like, how does it look different? Man, that's a really good question. I'm not... Is it different? I think it is because I think if, I think self-reflection is required when it comes to um, forgiving someone else. But I think when you're forgiving yourself, it takes a deeper reflection. You like mm. really have to dig deep inside yourself mm. to really figure out what what is going on. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think those are the two differences that stick out to me. 
when it comes to forgiving oneself? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, so I'm trying to decide if I think that there, cause even if I ask the question, I feel like I haven't really thought about it, but I'm trying to decide mm-hmm. if they, <laughs> if they are different. Or not, right? Because I feel like what you said is true, that both of them require self-reflection. But I think that even with forgiving others, like the the self-reflection is deep, right? And I think, well, at least when it's done the right way, I believe that it is going to be deep, right? And part of that process, I think, is when someone hurts your feelings, and I'm not talking like minor, like, you know, your friend came for your edges and you got to tell yourself, Lord, let me forgive her. I'm talking about like, you know, when someone actually does something that's deeply hurtful um, to you, I know that for me, I start questioning, um, like, how did I allow someone to impact me on such a deep level? Right? Like, what about me put me in a situation like to be in this kind of situation in the first place, right? And especially Mm. I think like the self-reflection when you're forgiving others and yourself is the same level for me, especially when it's like, you know, we've all been in that situation where it's repeated offenses, right? From the same person, right? Because we've Mm -hmm. all had, you know, like that toxic relationship, that toxic friendship, Mm -hmm. the ones that, you know, um, like when you look, look back on it, like impact how you operate now. Do you know what I mean? Um, Right. I think like all of those definitely have me sitting like in the corner, kind of like, you know, Joe, girl, let's talk about this girl. Like, you know, she or he did that to you the first time and you still went and sat your behind down for it to happen a second and a third time. So, you know, I feel like at this point, it's less about them and more about what within me allows me to place myself in that position again with the same person, right. you know, cause um, with the same person. Yeah. Cause I feel like I've had some toxic friendships and um, because then I think like sometimes like something that I think that, you know, I struggled with that I did I don't think I had a name for it is um codependency like I didn't have a name for it until I was in grad school and I think that you know part of that like is like your family of origin right because you know being ethnic coming from collectivist cultures everything outside like the the whole is bigger than the parts, right? So sometimes like, I remember when I was younger, my mom would always come to me and I tell people now like, and I joke about it, but like when I was younger, my mom would always come talk to me because I was always the weakest link. So my mom would say things to me like, oh, Justine, your only brother, Justine, like you only get, you know, like, you know, like my mom was so good. That yeah, yeah. My mom was putting, look at that. Yes, and I would always, always, you know, fall for it every single time, right? Because I was like, I just want to But see, there's a problem. There's a problem in that, right? Because I think that in my culture, that's how things were. It's just like, you just let it go. Mm -hmm. Hey, just, you know, oh, that person. No, you have to have, I think it's a process. Forgiveness is a process that should not be rushed. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. before you know it, you feel like you you have some uh, uh, built up resentment Mm -hmm. towards somebody because you didn't never process, you know, appropriately. Mm -hmm. Like, 
the whole situation. You just kind of, in, in, in a way, you just brushed it under the word. Just because you said you forgive doesn't mean you actually did. Girl, say it. <laughs> say it again. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, and you know, and I think, oh, and I think like part of this is like, um, it's so em- embedded in us, right? Part of it also, like not just culture, but like being like Christian, coming from like Christian backgrounds. Because um, what was that guy, like Navalene, you talked about him, um, his brother got oh, murdered yeah. by the police officer in his, in own-, his own apartment. Yes. Yes. yes, I can't remember his name now. I but said- all I remember is, you know, um, when she went to court and she got her uh, verdict, he went up to her and he hugged her and told her mm-hmm. that he forgave her, right? And um, I remember the outcry from it, right? There was a lot of, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, girl, that, you know, that really got me hot, though. Yes. That really got me hot. Uh-huh. Yes, I remember. I'm going to tell you why. I'm you, it got me hot because I was like, I can forgive you, but I'm like, girl, I'm not hugging you, okay, for the whole world to see. All right. And honestly, I don't believe him. I don't actually believe him because I'm trying to put myself in that um, his shoes. Like if somebody killed my brother, mm-hmm. you know, and went into his apartment, and now he's no longer gone. I can't pick up the phone and call him. And part of the reason is because of what you did. Oh, there's no, like, I don't care how long the trial is. The trial wasn't long enough for me to get up and give you a hug and rub you, rub you back and, you know, <laughs> hand you a Bible. And I didn't know, like, that's that, no. Like, I think I would have to, it would take me time to process, to mourn. And then I, I got a French mourn, I got to mourn my brother. I'm not going to have time to, what are you talking about? No. So then do you it. think that the, like, um, do you think the process, everyone's process is different, right? Because for him to say what he said and do what he did, and especially because he did it on such a public platform, you know what I'm saying? Even the right. judge giving her a Bible, girl, okay. But anyways, anyways, that's, yeah. that's a different conversation. But I'm like, do you yeah. think everyone's process is different? Do you think some people are able to process to forgiveness much faster than others? Or is it just, because kind of like how you said, you don't believe him. I don't, I think, I think everyone does have, um, everyone processes in a different way. But I just don't think that this is my brother is gone. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, and here's the thing, too. You could say that you've forgiven someone, say, after a year or two, and then you're angry again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like something drudges that whole thing back up. Um, so that's why I said I don't believe him. I. I mean, may, if he it good, good for him if that's the case. But me, I know I wouldn't do that on a national television. She getting a letter, <laughs> okay? If Girl, anything, that's the best she would get out Girl, of. Girl, I am letter. not wasting my time writing no letter to you. I'm gonna write a letter to the Lord, but I'm not writing and, no letter and, to you. Here's and here's the difficult part, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to forgiveness, right? The person who harmed you. Sometimes you want to see that person go through pain. Mm. Sometimes you want to see that person show remorse. And what happens when you don't get that? Mm. That makes like the process of forgiveness so much harder. Mm-hmm. And and that's something I, I'm not gonna lie. That's something I struggle with because I think that 
how do you forgive someone who is not even asking for your forgiveness? Well, and see, that's, for me personally, I don't believe that forgiveness should be based on anything that someone else does. Because I believe that if you base forgiveness on what someone else does, like, you know, like they're required to do this or do that, I think that you will be unable to move forward. You're going to stay stuck in that moment, right? Because like, that's how people become um, very vengeful and, you know, they are not. Mm -hmm. So um, I started, um, sorry, I have a book club um, that I'm in and um, the book that we just decided on recently was, um, it's a book by Sarah Jakes Roberts. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to look for the, um, for, oh, okay. So it's called Don't Settle for Safe by Sarah Jakes Roberts. And there's a certain part in the book where I've been, you know, I'm listening to, I think it might be in chapter four. She kind of talks about how, you know, people say hindsight is twenty twenty, but what people don't realize is that hindsight is only twenty twenty if you glance back and you see what happened so that you could do things differently, right? So, and right. then, and I think like she was very intentional about using the word glance, right? She didn't say, you know, go back and sit on it, you know, continue to um, ruminate on it, sit there and right. like, no, she said glance back. Like you have to look at your past in order for things to get better in the future, right? So it might just right. be like, let me reflect on what exactly happened to come together to create this situation here. And then when you see what happens, then moving forward, you might be able to do something different to present to prevent that from happening, right? Because like, kind of like, you know, right. with patterns of behavior. So, you know, if you're drawn to certain people, maybe you need to change the type of people that you're drawn to and that you interact with. Right. Like, think about like... um romantic relationships you know like we mm-hmm. or like we you could have been we could have been whoever or we all have a friend who dates the same people over and over again right right and you like and then they, they sit there or you sit there and you're like why does this keep happening and mm-hmm. other people are looking or you're looking at this person like girl um I don't like you keep you keep dating the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Just a different name. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're so, you're so confused, you know, like, and so I don't know, but I think, you know, obviously like forgiveness is very complicated, very complex, but you know, um, why do you think it's important? I, well, it's, it's so important because it can become a prison mm. and you need to be able to free yourself from that anger, that pain, that sadness. You just, I remember like in my personal situation, I remember, I remember if you get to a point where you're, you're not wishing the person well, mm. and that is not even in your character to do that. Like you were giving the situation that the person power to change the goodness in yourself, mm-hmm. you that's when you have you realize no, like you really need to free yourself. You just put mm. place yourself in the prison where this person or this situation will come up and automatically your mood changes. Nothing should have that type of power over you. And that's why I feel it's important that we forgive. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with what you're saying about how it feels like it's a prison. Um, and I think, like, I agree with you. It doesn't give you permission to move forward, you know, at all, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're so stuck, like, right. ruminating. And I think that when you catch yourself unable to get new information, from a situation or unable to like see how you've developed or like you know from it or then I think that you like because forgiveness like kind of like the definition that we talked about like talked about like letting go right so forgiveness should feel like you just a weight has been lifted that burden is gone and if you are Mm -hmm. still like in that space where it doesn't feel like it is then like you kind you know you miss the point like <laughs> you know like you miss, <laughs> you miss the point on that right and but just, you know what mm-hmm, go on you know what you just brought up what it made me think that you can you have to set yourself free but sometimes you got to set yourself free from that person because that person mm-hmm. might re-injure you in the same way mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's important to forgive but also free yourself in a way of like I gotta free myself of this person Mm -hmm. like I forgive you I wish you the best but I can't sit here for you to re-injure me again yes I can't do it yes yes and I think like that is probably um you know when it comes to because like you know before like we're talking about like cutting off and I was like obviously cutting off is bad but cutting off is good in some ways right because there's some situations that you cannot recover from unless you take that space Right. And this is, you know, um, physically abusive relations, like any type of abusive relationship. I think that you need to get out and you need to get out fast. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, Because like that one is like it's it's like the continuous damage and people don't change overnight. So if you do decide to stay, that's like you're literally sitting there allowing yourself to be traumatized. You know what I mean? Right. Um, And then the other aspect of that, like, you know, um, like letting go um, kind of situation, I think is that like, so sorry, not just abuse, but like there are other um, situations. So even with family members, sometimes like, and I was telling someone this, like in counseling, like when I was in grad school, we talked about like, there's this idea of um, when you within our family of origin, we play like a certain role, right? We, we all have our parts like assigned to us. And sometimes when we change and we become a different person and we come back into that same atmosphere, everyone instantly tries to push you back to the person that you were before, right? So in that situation, right. obviously, like I'm not saying you need to cut off anyone or you need to be like, I'm done. But like, maybe part of that might be developing those boundaries, right? So- I will only be hanging out with family on the holidays. So that means like, if I go to your house every, if like, you know, if in family, it's usually expected, I'm going to be over at your house every single day, every single week. If I'm trying to do something different and you guys are not creating that space for me to do that something different, I might only come on Thanksgiving for a couple of hours because yeah, y'all get on my nerves. But <laughs> we can't fight. I can't fight you. No, like, I don't got energy to fight yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have the energy for it. We're too old for this. But like, it also feels that like no matter how many times I fight, it's a it's a losing battle, right? Because you guys just will not exactly. allow me to do anything different at all. 
like and so you know obviously like at that point like cut off like you know like control it boundaries which we will be having a discussion on boundaries at some point oh yes yes when, <laughs> sure. when we get the energy to do so so now you know um so like to kind of like be wrapping up this um topic that we we're talking about like I was thinking we could talk about some tips like what are some processes that you go through in order to forgive I think a major thing for me is writing Mm. writing all my emotions like my thoughts and feelings down and it's it's a good way to release Mm -hmm. a lot of the emotions that I have associated with that person Mm -hmm. um before I could even get to a place of like oh I can talk to you about it you know Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important part of the process for me specifically because it helps me to hone in and really um, clarify what exactly hurt me in this situation Mm -hmm. and why did it hurt me in this situation Mm -hmm. and what would be the best way for me to express that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. So, I mean, one thing that I will say is I'm writing and I will say, um, you know, sometimes, before grad school I didn't know the importance of writing right because like writing is kind Mm -hmm. of this release and I remember um the most difficult letter that I ever wrote was kind of like when we talked about forgiveness and how how do you forgive someone who is not asking for it or is not there um and you I mean obviously not really you already know this but like my biological father has never really been like an active part of my life And Mm -hmm. I remember a few years ago, I wrote him a letter, a letter that I knew he was not going to get. And at first I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, you know, like, I'm just getting my feelings out because I was going through like a rough time period. And, and I felt like I needed to, those feelings just felt like it was stuck. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was one of the hardest letters I've ever written because I don't think I realize how deeply my biological dad being absent had impacted me or what my thought processes were until I wrote it down on paper. And, you know, just like writing to him about how I didn't realize that I'd been questioning how my life would have been different if he was present. And the thing is like writing to him, you know, basically letting him know, I forgive you because you need that forgiveness from me because you've missed out on you know just um like kind of like I guess like the point I was trying to get across is you know I still turned out to be like an amazing spectacular person and you're the person who's sorry for missing out on those situations like do you know what I mean right and it was you know like I just felt like a dam had been broken because girl like (laughs) I tell you I was bawling and you know I am not a crier but I was bawling I was in my feelings it was just everything was just coming out and so like you know I agree with you about writing um another thing for me that really works is um talk therapy you know like I love talking to my friends whoever about whatever situation and I think like for me talking to others about it allows me to get like a different perspective sometimes it allows me to like acknowledge like oh my goodness girl yes 
you're part of the mm-hmm. problem. You did part of right. it. <laughs> yeah. You know, because what is my role? Right. Because <laughs> in my head, of course, 100%, I never think I've like done anything wrong. I'm always like, but I'm perfect. So what you mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, so like I love talking exactly. to others to get like a different perspective on it that I hadn't even thought about, you know? You know something? And that is so true because I remember I like, like, with you know my situation I remember I talked to you so many conversations about it Mm -hmm. and I remember you said to me this is what you said you said have you ever considered that what that person did to you had nothing to do with you and more to do with them Mm, exactly yes girl yeah you know like there are situations like that you know and I never even thought of it that way I never even thought of it that way because it's kind of like if that person doesn't know how to treat themselves, how the heck they gonna know how to treat you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and that just came that perspective came from me just talking about it with you, you know. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, look, sometimes <laughs> I be dropping knowledge bombs. <laughs> Boom! Yes. Um, I so I'm trying to think of other tips that I you know. So I think that what you said is 100% the case. And I think that this is, should always be a reminder. Forgiveness is a process, right? It's not like, sometimes Mm -hmm. it is a destination, obviously for minor things, it's a destination for the bigger things. Mm -hmm. It's more of a process. And I think that we need to give ourselves time to process those things. You know what I mean? And by, and by process those things, I mean that, realize that just because you've forgiven something does not mean that it's never going to affect you right so there, right. like I've of course like forgiven um people for things and I'm sure I've been forgiven for a lot of things and mm-hmm. I think that you know um there happened to me that I was like okay you know like I've forgiven I've let it go and then what actually happened was um, I would get angry. And when I would get angry, I would sit there and be like, so I guess I haven't forgiven then, right? And then I would right. just like, be sitting there like <laughs> feeling bad and beating myself up. Like, girl, like you're supposed to be all like, you know, developed and growth and, you know, girl, you forgave, forgave. Move on. Then I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, no, actually I'm human and I have feelings. So that means that sometimes when I think of how someone has wronged me, I'm still allowed to react to it. And I'm like, and I'm going to, you know, and that's completely okay because I'm human. And mm-hmm. that's what humans do is that right. sometimes like, you know, like we don't do things um, perfectly the way that, you know, it's expected. We're not robots. So it's not like, oh, you know, it's gone. You know, and as, yeah. And as time goes on, you know, like those, sometimes it's not, um, I think how you know that you have forgiven is if the feeling is not as big as it was before, right? You know, like it's right because over time it gets better and better. Yeah, and you don't give it as much energy nah, as you used to. Nah, girl. Right. Nah. Um. Woo. Do you have wow. any other tips, girl, or we good on tips? Oh man, I. I think that the only tip that I have is to when you're in that process of forgiving is to remember that 
it's really for you. Mm-hmm. Like you need like when you're holding on to something that someone's done and the like they can be changed. And I think we need to be cognizant of like don't make it make that allow that situation to make you become bitter. That don't let it block your future experiences with other people who may not do the Mm -hmm. same you know Mm -hmm. um i think we should just remember to not get uh not become bitter like and just become like just keep that warmth inside of you (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think that's something i've needed to learn you know um Mm -hmm. And continually remember, like, that's the most important thing in this whole process is for me to be intact as far as who I am. Yes. Well, okay. I'm going to move on, move us on into our mindful minute, um, which kind of goes a little bit with that last thing that you said. So um, I've been thinking about the importance of like language, right? And just kind of how Mm -hmm. it impacts everything, right? So there's a difference between, um, you know, (laughs) so I have this shirt that says never say Mondays, right? Because Mm -hmm. your homegirl does not like Monday. Why? Because Monday (laughs) Monday is usually the beginning of the work week. And what does that mean? Five more days of torture. That's what that is. And um, Countdown. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, instead of thinking, instead of saying like, oh, Mondays suck, right? I think that maybe like changing that language to Monday, like kind of, and you know, like Navarlene, I think you do this is Monday means that there's only four more days left to the work. Week, right. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, kind of spinning it in a positive, right? So instead right. of like, uh, um, work, right? I work. Like, mm-hmm. let's think of it kind of like, ugh. I mean, think of it as like, sorry. Yes, I get to pay my bills, right? Right. So kind let's of get like this money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, get that savings ex- built. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, kind of because, and I think like when we think of things like in a different way, like in a more positive way, obviously, like it helps and it impacts, like, um what like what we're doing it kind of changes your energy right if you think of something more as like a yes I get to pay my bills versus uh I gotta go to work I gotta interact with these people you know like and whatnot kind of situation so that is my mindful minute Mm -hmm. for this week you know Mm -hmm. yes 